1: Welcome to the Make Meaning Podcast. I'm Lynn Galadner, a writer, entrepreneur, and change maker, and I've dedicated my life to sharing stories of how people make meaning in their work and find purpose in their lives. You just heard a great original composition by my son, Asher Schreiber. This podcast highlights some of the great ideas and activities people do every day to make the world a better place. So much of the meaning we find comes from interacting with great people, developing relationships that are mutually beneficial, and doing work that inspires. I hope you'll be inspired by the people you meet on this podcast. We all need to find a way to make meaning in the mundane. I'm Lynn Galodner, and I'm here today with Danielle doxy Cults, who's the lead community organizer for Burners Without Borders Detroit. Welcome, Doxy. Hi. Thanks for having me here. So I'm a newbie, and I don't know anything about Burners Without Borders, so I'm I want to hear all about it. Um, We're going to talk a little bit about what you do and how you got here and then um, how you find meaning and purpose in in your life, which is our whole goal of this podcast. So, Doxy, tell me a little bit. What is Burners Without Borders? Burners Without Borders is the civic
0: arm of Burning
1: Man. Okay. That's the event that
0: happens out in the desert. Yeah. Um, In 2005, there were the hurricanes that happened, Uh uh, Katrina. And I don't know if you know anything about Burning Man, but they're... Used to be no internet out there, no phone out there. So when you got out there, it was completely isolated. Sure. So as people were arriving at that event, Katrina was happening. Okay. So that's how news was getting to the event. Wow. And yeah. And um, some amazing people were like, wait a minute. We're extreme campers, we're extreme everything. Yeah. So let's start collecting items and money and supplies. And so by the end of the event, there was a large amount of things. A hunk of people, and they're like, "Let's go do this." So it's direct action uh-huh. assistance, okay. basically. Mm-hmm. And so out of that was birthed Burners Without Borders, okay. and now there's chapters all over the world. Wow! And yeah, and they were down there for quite a way, quite a while, and they actually um, ended up helping out like two cities, like completely redoing it. Like the great thing about what, me, um, great thing about what Burners Without Borders does is it's there's a lot of red tape in the world. Yeah, and this is about trying to get through the red tape. Sure, because. I'm going to know the person who does that thing who can do this and then that. And it's about networking and connecting resources and, and getting things done as quickly as possible, as That's efficiently awesome. as possible. Very so, cool.
1: Yeah. So take me back and tell me the Doxy story. So, you know, where did you grow up? How did you get into this whole community mindset? And, you know, what, what has sort of been your passion that has driven you?
0: Well, before I was Doxy, I was Danielle. That's okay. my birth name. Uh-huh. And even as a little kid, my mom says I was one of those kids who was like, I want to do things. I want to help. I want to, you know, be involved. And so when I became like around 16. Uh-huh. I thought, oh, my God, I've done nothing with my life. Literally, (laughs) I was like – I had this like weird existential like breakdown at 16 and I was like, I'm doing nothing. So I started learning about a lot of organizations that were out there and trying to find where I fit. And I'm one of those odd puzzle pieces that doesn't really fit anywhere. So I I make my own – Love it. So you make your own puzzle piece, right? So um, gosh – I started doing things like Habitat for Humanity yep. when I was when I was still a teenager, and Meals on Wheels, uh-huh. and just anything I could work, you know, and get into. And then I started sure. volunteering for museums and just things that a way to give back. Yeah. And little did I know that I was becoming a social servant and doing civic responsibility. Like I had no idea. I was sure. just like, I want to get involved. And sometimes by volunteering to do things, it's it's the easiest way in to yeah. things, which uh-huh. is why people love volunteers. I of get course. that, right? Yeah. Um, but yeah we should actually like these are things you should be taught in high school and i hope they are now back then back when i was in high school none of this was even considered um so then fast forward to learning about well in college i started tons of organizations and you know and i'm always pulling misfits together and be like hey let's do this thing and then you make a group and then it grows uh-huh. so um before i even got involved with burning man i started working downtown okay and driving the highways you'd be zooming by and I'm like did I just see that and then the next day I'd slow down and I'd look under the bridges and the viaducts, and you're like holy Moses there's people living under them wow and so then I'm like well this makes no sense and so I started calling them highway guys you know and highway men uh-huh. and so I was like "Well, wow, we're humans we all have more stuff than we need so sure. I started loading the back of my jeep full of things uh-huh. you know clothing and food and And then I started asking everybody I know, no one in my family. I started asking all my friends. I didn't want my family knowing (laughs) because they would be like, what are you doing? (laughs) So I was asking all my friends like, hey, give me your extra blankets and your sleeping bags and blah, whatever it is, especially because then I started being more involved with Burning Man. And I was like, we all have gear, you know, what do you have? And, And I was literally putting stuff in plastic bags and paper bags. And like, it was, it was sort of disorganized in the back of my car. But you know, mostly homeless men would, you know, come up and, you know, I'd have things kind of sorted and here's a box of this and here's a box of that and what do you need? And most of them would be like and I'm like you don't want to approach the car because you're afraid. Because what either of us are doing are brave or stupid. Yeah. Right? We're approaching human beings and that are strangers. Right. And there's always a there's a separation between homeless and non-homeless. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So I'll never forget the very first time I stopped for a gentleman. This is kind of a little non sequitur. I looked at him, he looked at me and I was like I have stuff. And we were both terrified. Wow. He was under one of those viaducts. I was on the side of the highway. Uh-huh. And i he, he was an angel. Like, he just he just, he just, just came down. Mm-hmm. And then I, and then he was Aww. terrified to walk up to the car because single female standing there. Oh, yeah. Like, I mean, who knows what was going through his brain? And at the time, right. I wasn't thinking any of that. And then right. I'm just like, oh, single female. Like, who's this dude? You know, like, dumb. Yes. You know, yeah. but, it, but it worked out so well. And yeah. I was able to feed him and give him a bunch of things. And, you know, and... So great. And then one of my friends, uh, Rosie, she mm-hmm. goes by Rosie Polka Dot. Um, uh-huh. she uh, She's amazing. She's a genius. She's like, one year for Christmas, she asked her family, she's like, I don't need things. I got things. But I want you to help me help my friend doing this project. Okay. And I remember meeting her in Ferndale at a bar. Uh, and she opens up the back of her car and she has a bunch of backpacks full of supplies. Okay. And she's like, duh. You're always handing out things. We're burners. That's the nickname for people who go to Burning Man. Yeah. We have extreme – we always we, – all of us have extra backpacks. Yeah. So she leveled us up to a different – like, I cried. I'm like a little baby. And I was like, well, duh. So, like, it's little things like that where, like, she was the first person to join what I was doing on a different sure. level. Sure, And so now all these other people bring these amazing things, and we create supply-filled backpacks. Okay. So – and now we we – you ask the homeless people what they need and want uh-huh, because sure. they're, they're the best ones who understand what it's like to be out there.
1: Well, and having that dignity and respect for human life is so important. Oh, my gosh. Right? You know, and as I as I was hearing you say, you know, well, he was tentative and you were tentative. Oh, yeah. But what I'm really thinking is two human beings. Why, yep. are, why are we so afraid? Why are we so tentative? Homelessness is not catchy. No. We
0: are, we're really good at like not looking at homeless because we don't want to like associate with people we don't want to be. Well, if we don't
1: look, then it doesn't exist. It doesn't exist. And And I'm not going to be you if
0: I don't look at you. Exactly. Right. So that's, that's one of the easiest things to do is just look at somebody, even if you don't have anything. Sure. Acknowledgement. Yes. Just say hi. I see you. I see you. You matter. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so. It's it's been a it's been a wonderful lesson, and I've probably learned most of my life lessons over the last ten years doing this. Really?
1: Yeah, it's yeah. pretty great. It's that it's, is so it's grown cool. me up as a human. <laughs> nice, nice. So, um, you know, one of the things that we really focus on on this podcast is how people find their purpose, or make meaning in the work that they do. Um, and I think a lot of people are looking for that purpose. They, they have a passion, but they're not sure how to connect the dots or to make their work meaningful or, or matter. Um, you know, what advice do you have for people who are really searching for that purpose? <laughs> Just do anything. <laughs> um. Something
0: like people get overwhelmed because there's so much there's so many things you can do that you don't know what to do. Sure. And my advice is to just do anything. Mm -hmm. And that's one of the great things about Burners Without Borders Detroit is we have so many access points. Uh Um, There are people who will never pack a backpack. There are people who will never get on the streets. But there are people who will host events. There are people who will collect socks. There are people who will, you know, when they're having a party, they're like, hey, bring all the hand warmers. Like there's so many ways to give to this project and then it just grows and grows and grows and grows. I sure. mean, literally, it started in my basement. Because one MySpace, does anybody remember MySpace? Oh, yeah. Hello. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Dating myself on all of us. I put a thing out of, on MySpace, not realizing that it would go public and other strangers would see it. <laughs> I suck at technology. And um, all of a sudden, like, there were, like, maybe eight people there. And, like, we were packing backpacks. And then two people walked in. And I was like, I have no idea who you are. And they're like, I'm walking into a stranger's basement. And... Because of them, our project has, is leveled up in all these other things. And, like, everybody contributes something. Sure. So there's part of something that's so much bigger than them. And, you know, one of the little, like, little catchphrases is we can't do what we do without you. Right. You know, because this was just one person. And it's a project that's it's proof of me to we. Sure. And there's, there's a wonderful book out there by two brothers, and I, I apologize for not remembering their names. But the, the idea of me to we,
1: mm-hmm.
0: one person does something, and I'm like – what you doing? Yeah. And can I join you? Yeah. And I'm I'm the kind of person where I'm like, anybody can join me doing anything. That's awesome. So, yeah. And wherever your comfort level is, is how you contribute. Sure. You know, there's people who are now um, – we do the backpack project, and we also do um, a street store. Okay, and it's a, it's a free store basically. And now there's people who would come and they do haircuts, and like, okay. they, and there, there's other people who are trying to offer showers. Like, whoever can do what they can do to anything, sure, it's all it all makes a difference. Yeah, like we are all interconnected. Yeah, and for some people, they just they servant leadership. I'm on the okay. back. Do you know what servant leadership is? I haven't heard the term. Tell me about it. So servant leadership is kind of like. I lead from behind,
1: uh-huh.
0: you know, I'm pulling you with me sure. and I'm standing, standing next to or behind you and helping you to be your best person. Sure. So if I create an event and the thing that you can contribute to and you feel like you belong, then I'm doing it right. I'm not yeah. here to add, I'm not here to like get the, the shine on me. Right. I'm here to get the shine on us and what yeah. we're doing and how we're making a difference. Interesting. So yeah. And it's, it's, it's all about, you know, altruism. So m- making meaning is, is definitely uh, something that, those two terms work really well together.
1: Well, and I think also finding your purpose has a lot to do with being connected. Mm. And, you know, we, we've had interviews where people are talking about, um, you know, how, how people just don't know where they belong yeah. or where they, they matter. And especially with social media nowadays, yeah. we have this illusion of being connected, <laughs> but that is alone. We're sitting illusion. there behind a device. Yep. And I think I'm connecting with my friend in San Francisco or in Bali or in wherever, but I'm sitting here alone. And I can have that idea of them in my mind and they can have the idea of me. But at the end of the day, I'm talking to myself. Right. So it sounds like you're really bringing people together in very meaningful ways.
0: I do pride myself on um, building community. Mm-hmm. I like to get people together. And like I mentioned earlier, like it's always the misfits. You know, that was always a thing. And like, uh-huh. but we're all misfits that fit together. so. You just find your group and your clan, you know, and that's one of the lovely things about um, the Burning Man community is um, the first principle is, you know, Radical inclusion, Uh you know, everybody's welcome to the table. Sure. You know, don't be an asshole. You can come (laughs) back. Um, You know, so it's, but it is, it's one of those things where there are many ways to to find where you belong Uh under this umbrella. Uh And, you know, BWB is is the thing that I've really, um, that works for me. Sure, And it's a beautiful community and it's a movement. Yeah. And I've, you know, some people are uncomfortable with the term movement, but if you telescope out what we're doing is changing the world in small doses, uh-huh. and it's all making a big difference sure. because I am doing this with you right now.
1: Yeah.
0: Now I'm doing it more with you right now, right? <laughs> I see you, you see me. Yes. And it's important that we figure out ways to do that. So I always include people with what I do, yeah. and I've got this this understanding. Some people have expectations. Well, if there's not 2,500 people there, it wasn't a success. And I'm like, guess what? If there was two people there and you and I connected, wait,
1: wait. Right, you know, right. so
0: it's it's managing your expectations, yeah, and um, you know, if if three of us, you know, the four of us sitting here go to, go to a, a, a soup kitchen and help, uh-huh. we've made an impact, yeah, you know, there's so many ways to make an impact. You just gotta get over the fear, and 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 maybe that's. I'm helping people to do that in a way, you know, at least leading, leading a little bit, you know, from behind. I'm a nudge,r I'm like,
1: hey, do this, and hey, do that. I think we all need to witness each other's existence, and um, you know, in my nonprofit One Earth Writing, we are uh, connecting with teens and saying your voice matters, and you need to use it, and helping them to articulate what matters, and um, and you know, tell the world, I need to be heard. Mm. I, I have something important to say um and also putting the power in their hands to be our future leaders instead of just dismissing young people and saying oh you know you'll you'll learn one day mm-hmm. really listening because i believe that um the more innocent among us are wiser than those of us who've been around the block a while Could we get a little jaded oh <laughs> uh, yeah and yeah. also care about judgment and things like that yeah. out there and and you know I mean, I remember when my kids were really little, they didn't see color. They didn't see um, ability. Yeah. You know, if somebody was in some way different, they didn't see that. They just saw a person.
0: Those are learned things. Oh, yeah. That we and, teach them. And and the opportunity to unlearn is always there. Yes. And I love when I get to unlearn. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, I just made a new pathway in my brain. Right. Yeah. So, like, thank you for teaching children. Oh, Take, Thank you for teaching the power of writing and the power of words.
1: Oh, well, that's my passion and purpose in life. And I I love being around teens. Teens are the age that I love because, I mean, I love all children, but yeah. – um, People just dismiss teens and I think they have a lot to say and yep. I want to hear it and I want to look them in the eye and say, I see you and you count, mm. you know, because a lot of people are like, oh, that's the worst age and it's hard. And you I kind know. of
0: understand Like little kids kind of freak me out because I, I can't communicate with them. <laughs> right. Babies terrify me. Te- little kids are like cookie, you know, early. But when you get to that teenage age. Like, you can start to make an influence on them before you start – before you lose them for that, you know, a decade until they right. come back, right? It's not where they're out learning who they are. Yeah. And I think it's important that we find how we connect with everybody. As a woman of a certain age, I understand <laughs> that um, – As I'm going to get older, people will see me less because I'm getting older. exactly. Right? Well, maybe not me because I'm pretty loud and obnoxious. But (laughs) but if you look at socially, you know, people with white hair and people who are getting older, we dismiss them as well. For sure. It's the full spectrum of like, you're not important. Yes. But what, 20 to, you know, pick a number, 40 or 50 is? Yeah, yeah. So I love hanging out with both of those groups, yep. you know, teenagers yeah. are fun because I can make an impact on them. And they're like, wait, I can be different and weird and think, and I'm like, yes, you can. Yep. And then you go to the other spectrum, the people who we kind of like, uh, oh, man, have a seat. Like Those older people have so much to teach us. Oh,
1: the stories. The amount of knowledge. Yes.
0: Right. And getting their stories out is just as important. Yes. So if we can figure out ways to connect those two together. Oh, yeah. And then and do that now, then when they're growing up, we won't have the separation.
1: Absolutely, right?
0: It's in. Yeah, That's true. It doesn't matter.
1: <laughs> so, if any of our listeners want to get involved in Burners Without Borders, what do they do?
0: <laughs> we use the internet. Um, uh, <laughs> I do have. Um, it might be Doxy at bwbdetroit.com. Oh, I don't know. It's so brand new. I apologize. <laughs> I literally just got it like a week ago, and okay. um. Find me on Facebook. Okay, um, you can find me at Danielle Doxy Cult, or you can look up Burners Without Borders Detroit, okay. and there's also um, bwb um, burnerswithoutborders dot org, and because that's for like the main chapters. There's chapters all over the world. Okay, and each of us have our own mission. Okay, so here it's just been homelessness, awesome. um, but they're building schools and portable toilets and composting things and and. There's probably – I don't even know how many chapters there are, but there are at least 40 different groups doing all over the world.
1: Really cool. Yeah.
0: So you mentioned Nepal earlier. I wouldn't be surprised if there's a project in Nepal. Awesome. Yeah. And if there isn't and there wants to be –
1: Let's do it. Let's go, right? Road trip? Come on. (laughs) Can we take the podcast on the road? Yeah. All right. All right. Come on, Jess. We're on. Let's go. Well, this is great. Thank you so much, Doxy, for being here, for talking about how to make meaning and find purpose. And thank you to everybody listening in to the Make Meaning Podcast.